All right, guys, how's it going out there today? Welcome to the show. This is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. Changed up the opening a little bit. Um, basically, wanted to get rid of the montage or the over 250 years ago, blah, blah, blah. You know, almost like a, a uh, movie trailer sequence type situation i wanted to get away from that and just bring you straight into the show a little bit of music i like the music so i'm keeping the music and um you know uh just getting rid of the montage we'll get straight into the show uh before we do i want to remind you guys about our sponsors don't forget redcon redcon1.com make sure you click the link at the bottom of your whether you're listening to us on the podcast or you're watching us on youtube and uh Link will be down there at the bottom. Click on that, and then you'll get 20% off uh, your order. And uh, tell them Don sent you. Also, don't forget, if you're listening to us on the podcast, to give us a good rating, uh, preferably a five-star. I know that uh, I've got about 40% of the listeners that we have are listening to me on on a Apple podcast. Um, guys, please, if you could really do me a favor and give me a five-star review on that if you want to say anything you can if you don't that's fine just give me a five star and uh, most importantly no matter what podcasting app you're listening to this on um share it with your friends the best way to grow this podcast is to uh word of mouth i can only do so much you know facebooking and twittering and tweeting i guess as the children call it nowadays (laughs) but um i need your guys's help in those situations um, to share it on social media. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click, click the link. He's like sitting right about, right about there. Click that link and, uh, and subscribe and check us out. You can see all of me on. Oh, <laughs> anyway, serious talk. So let's get into the show. So uh, some interesting things have come about um, since we last, uh, spoke to each other. I know uh, I missed y'all on Friday. Was kind of out of uh, sorts that day, so uh, really wasn't in the the right frame of mind to do the show. Uh, Maybe I should have. That would have put me in, it might have been Emmy award winning or, you know, I don't know, is there a podcast award? I don't know, the the potties. (laughs) Wait, no, that's potty. Anyway, so couple of things. I, I, I'm going to be kind of all over the place because, you know, that's what I do. And uh, that's who I am. So, one of one of the interesting things I came across today was, um, I guess we're going to jump into it. We're going to talk about COVID, okay? So, tennis, tennis star uh, Jeremy Charty, there's an article out about him uh, where he reg- regrets, if I can speak today, let me find the article real quick. He regrets getting vaxxed. Um, now, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna hear situations of um, depending on what side of the aisle you're on and who you want to believe and what you want to believe that um, he's blaming his performance on getting vaxxed, and that's what he's doing. He's blaming his performance or lack thereof on since he's gotten vaccinated. So at the time, he was the uh, 25th ranked player in the world um since since then now he's down to 20 uh 73 i'm sorry so he says he's had a series of problems after taking the covid 19 vaccine and his 21 season is over this summer 34 year old charity decided to get vaccinated um 
and got it. Didn't work out well for him. He's now ranked 73 in the world. Claims he is unable to train and play. Since I got my vaccine between the Olympics and the U.S. Open, I have had problems, a series of problems. As a result, I can't train. I can't play. I prefer to take more time to heal myself and be sure that in the future I won't have any problems, Charlie told L Equip, whatever that is, I'm assuming it's a tennis magazine. At the moment, my season has stopped and I will not know when it'll start again. So now I regret having taken the vaccine, but I couldn't have known. It is the first um, time that the idea next season might be my last season crossed my mind, Charlie added last month. World number three, Stephanos, blah, 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 Shit, tis, tis, pus, whatever, expressed reluctance about taking the vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccine has not been tested enough, blah, blah, blah. So, essentially, this is the way I look at it. And this is this is the way I feel about the vaccine in general. Um, so, here's a, here's a you know, relatively young man. I'm going to say young man. He's younger than me, 34 years old. And then this other uh, player... The uh, number three, uh, we'll just call him, what was his name, Andre? Or Stephanos, Stephanos T, we'll call him that. He was the number three, or he is the number three ranked player, and he has reluctance. And and I think he makes a good point. These are young, whether it's the male or females, whatever, these are young athletes. They, They train. They, you know, whatever the sport is, whether it's tennis, golf, football, baseball, basketball, whatever, these individuals train to play a sport, okay? They are not your ideal candidate for the vaccine. They don't have pre-existing health conditions. They don't, they're healthy. They're not obese. They're, you know, for the most part, I would assume, like I said, regardless of the sport, they have doctors, okay? So you, you figure football players, baseball, basketball, whatever, they have team doctors, I would assume the same goes for uh, tennis players and, you know, golf and whatever. Uh, how much of a sport you want to consider that? And I mean, tennis, you got, you know, these guys, these guys and gals are running back and forth across the court. You know, surely they're fit, right? Um, much in the sense of, you know, football players and basketball and, and um, baseball and stuff. These, these are fit individuals. They don't need a vaccine. I'm sorry. If, if... If the premise of the vaccine initially was we need to vaccinate the people to stop the spread, right? Isn't that what they told us way back when, the beginning of the year? We need to to uh, vaccinate as many people. The goal was, what, 70%, 75%, whatever it was, by July 4th um, to stop the spread, right? So then July comes. I think they're in the 70 I, I think now they're in that 75% range. And, of course, now it's still not good enough. But since July, you've had the Delta variant and the Mu variant and this variant and that variant and whatever other variants. Um, and come to find out, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean, number one, you can't get the, the, the COVID. And number two, you can still spread it. So even though you can get vaccinated, and like I've stated before, this is a decision between you and your doctor and it's a decision that you should make on your own. I'm not here to tell you to go get vaccinated. I'm not here to tell you to not go get vaccinated. That's your decision, okay? I believe every person in this country and in this world should be able to make up their own mind as to whether or not they want to get vaccinated or not. So that being said, when you have elite athletes at whatever level, 
whatever sport, if he or she decides that they don't need to be vaccinated, then they shouldn't have to get vaccinated because whether they're vaccinated or not, they can still spread it. Okay. So that myth of getting vaccinated, therefore you won't spread it is out the door. And the myth of, oh, if you get vaccinated, you won't die. That myth is out the door. We've seen people that have been vaccinated and they have passed away from having COVID. And I wouldn't even say that they passed away because they had COVID. They got COVID, which exacerbated another situation, whether it be heart, lung, you know, whatever it is. And that's what killed them. Okay, let's not get it twisted. COVID itself is not going out killing people. Okay, COVID is a catalyst to start something else in your body. And when you hear these situations where, oh, well, you know, this high school, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on a show where you had a high school student, 16, I think 16 years old, and she was perfectly healthy, 16 year old, and she died after she uh, got COVID. No, she was not a perfectly healthy 16 year old because she had co comorbidities. She was obese. She was overweight. She may have been healthy in the sense that she didn't have heart problems or asthma problems or whatever else, but didn't she? I mean, she was 300 pounds, number one. She wasn't healthy, okay? She was healthy, you know, for, like, livestock. But, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun, but let's be serious. If you're 300 pounds at any age, you're not healthy, okay? Number one, if you're 16 and you're 300 pounds, whether you're male or female, you're not healthy, okay? Um, who's to say she didn't have heart problems or asthma or whatever. She didn't do anything to find out if she had heart problems or asthma problems, or if she did, she wouldn't be 300 pounds. Okay. And I, and I'm, I don't want to pick on this girl. I don't even know her name. I just remember reading a story about it. And we talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. My point is, is generally in the news, when you hear about someone dying of COVID anymore. Okay. If you, if you read a newspaper, whether it's your local news, world news, whatever it is. And like around here, you hear, oh, sheriff's deputy passed away from COVID. Then they show a picture of him or her and they're overweight. Okay. The key isn't that. I, I, if they're overweight, they're not overweight, whatever. What I've noticed more so is this. The key is if, um, if and when someone dies of COVID. Okay. So-and-so, however old they are, whatever dies of COVID. Okay. Well, there was a situation, I think last this earlier this week where, uh, I think she was a preschool teacher passed away from COVID. I'm assuming relatively young, because uh, the mom was out there and, and they were asking the mother what her, um, vaccination status was. And she refused to answer because it was her, you know, her daughter's private, blah, 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 whatever. I'll tell you what she was. I'll tell you without knowing. She was, she was vaccinated. And the reason I say that is because in any news story that you hear about someone dying from COVID, they either don't mention that they're vaccinated or they're the unvaccinated. So you'll hear Joe Smith, a 35-year-old construction worker from Tuscaloosa, uh, died from COVID and he was unvaccinated. They always make sure they tell you when they're unvaccinated to scare you. Okay, they're not going to tell you if Joe Smith, construction worker from T uh, Tuscaloosa, was vaccinated because that scares you, too, because then you start thinking, well, shit, I was thinking about getting the vaccine. But, you know, that guy's the same age as me and he died. 
and he was vaccinated. Or that guy was the same age as me, and he wasn't. I mean, either way, it's a scare tactic. Chris had posted a thing on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, and it was a picture of the TV. Like the, and it was a basically it was a cartoon, and it was a like a news person on the cartoon, and they had the Pinocchio nose coming straight through your through the person watching the TV. The media's job is to scare you, no matter what it is, no matter whether it's the uh, the COVID is going to kill everybody, uh, if it's <laughs> the border crisis, the uh, you know the the racist uh, border patrol agents that are down there whipping Haitians on the horses, which you know we know didn't ever happen. The, the funny thing is, well, not to get on a on a se- separate subject, but uh, you know the photographer that took that infamous picture now was uh, reported as saying, "Look, they weren't whipping anybody. It was just a picture. It just happened to." So people just interpret it out as anyway. The media we know we know. We've known for years, if you've ever watched the media, especially if you watch different different um, companies, you know that the media lies. Okay? Because every single media source has a different... The subject could be the same, but the outcome is different. Okay? And um, they're, they're, they have an agenda. Media companies are run by companies. It's not like... Back in the day when NBC and ABC and whoever was their own entities, once they were bought out by corporations, then they had to tow that corporation's agenda. Okay, so like NBC Universal is owned by GE and uh, ABC is owned by Disney and CBS is owned by me. Oh, uh, no, I don't actually know who owns I think it's Viacom and they own plenty of other entities. Um. You know, Fox News is kind of its own situation, and that's why they kind of have more of a freedom to kind of... And, and, and people say, oh, Fox News, Fox News, here you go, Fox News, blah, blah, blah. If you watch... If all you watch is Fox News, okay? So if you watch Fox News from morning to night, you will get plenty of different shows uh, and the the anchors or whatever that cover in their shows, and they have a wide range of ideals, it's not like everybody that's on Fox News is way over here on the right, okay? So if you have a spectrum from left to right, of course, I would say Chris Wallace is more towards the left. I'm not saying he's full-on left, but I actually think if you look him up on Wikipedia, he is he is on there as a Democrat. His party affiliation is Democrat. Now, then you look at, say, Tucker or maybe Sean Hannity or someone like that or Laura Ingram. Yeah, they're far. they're more on the right end of the spectrum. And then, like, Greg Gutfeld's more centered. He's probably center-right, but then look at his show right now. He's at on the 11 o'clock time slot, and he's crushing everybody. He's crushing Kimmel and Fallon and uh, Colbert and whoever in hell else is out there, you know, in late night. And it's not like he's out there having comedians on and having movie stars on. He's there, It's him and four other panelists, and they're, they're bullshitting about whatever and the stuff going on in the world today, and he's killing it. But nonetheless, I'm not here to promote Fox. My point is, is... Obviously, no matter who you watch on the news, they're going to try and steer you in their path of thinking. That's why it's important that if you do watch Fox, you if you don't watch CNN also or MSNBC or whoever, you at least read articles from them. So like this article that I just read you about this tennis player, is uh, this is off of that um, news feed app that I was telling you about. And this is from Tennis World. So it's not like this was a Fox um, article. You know what I'm saying? My point is, is 
I watch Fox because I like some of the people that are on there. That's my choice. If you don't like Tucker and Hannity and Gutfeld, don't watch them. I don't give a shit. I, like I said, I'm not getting paid by Fox to promote them. So you watch who in the fuck you want. My point is if you don't watch Fox and you do watch CNN or MSNBC or whoever, you watch your local news, even your local news is skewed, okay? Read other, read opposing opinions and then weigh it out yourself. That's all I'm going to say about that. And as far as the vaccine is concerned, my, I, my opinion is what it is. I've had COVID. I legitimately had COVID. I went and got tested. I'm in, unfortunately, in the system. I've had it. I'm, look at that. Still alive. Still kicking. Still hitting the gym four times a week, baby. Let's do this. Come on. My point is, get your ass up. Get off your ass. Get out. Do some work. Do some exercising. Go for a walk. Go for a bike ride. I don't give a shit. You don't have to go lift weights. You don't have to do the things I do. My point is, is if you do something, it will help you not die. Okay? We're so worried about this vaccine and getting all these people shot up. I'm not saying that it isn't a good thing for some people. Okay? When it first came out, they were focused on the elderly and people with underlying health issues. Well, those are people with obvious underlying health issues. If you think you're perfectly healthy, like the perfectly healthy 16-year-old, even though she was 300 pounds, her parents figured she was healthy. Well, obviously she wasn't, but nonetheless, when they say underlying health issues, they're talking about people with heart problems, lung problems, cancer. Okay, I have cancer. I don't kind of have cancer. I'm stage four. Okay, but I don't use that as an excuse. I don't use it as a crutch. I get off my ass every day and I go to work. And out of the five days that I work... Four of those, I go to the gym, okay? Can I lose some weight? Sure. I probably need to lose 20, 30 pounds. Don't we all, okay? Point being is my lungs are healthy. My heart is healthy. I am generally a healthy person. When I go to the doctor and they ask me, hey, how are you feeling today? I'm only as sick as you guys tell me, you know? Anyway, I digress. On to other things. I, wanna, I think I'm going to start a, a segment on this show, and it's going to be called Peter Ducey Rocks. You know, I might, I might have to think of some intro music for that. Like, But uh, I told you on the last show, I played a clip of him. And uh, I, I tell you, what's her name? Jen Saki, right? Jen, Jill, Susie, whatever her name. I know uh, Bondina calls her Peppermint Patty. I don't want to use his stuff, so we'll just call her Saki at Timmy, baby. She's got to literally wake up with nightmares of uh, Peter Ducey. Here's a clip. This is from, this was from the other day. So the 23rd, we'll say 26. So this was three days ago. And uh, this was on Biden's uh, border response. Let's just play this real quick. Order. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. I have a question about the numbers that you gave and the math. So there are 15,000 migrants under the Del Rio Bridge Saturday. If you add up the ones that you say were expelled or released, it's less than 5,000. Say there's 5,000 that are still left. Where's everybody else? I, I'm happy to get you a more uh, fruitful rundown for you if, you, if if helpful, from the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, and when you talk about how some of these people are being placed in removal proceedings, that does not mean removed, correct? 
That means they're in the process of going through a removal proceeding so that we can, uh, it can go through the process, our immigration process that's long been in place. We understand that uh, basically most of these people that are going into removal proceedings are being put on either buses from Del Rio uh, to El Paso and Laredo or being flown to Tucson with no COVID tested, uh, testing unless they show symptoms. How is that helping anybody stop the spread? Uh, again, uh, we have a protocol and process in place as it relates to COVID in terms of testing and quarantining, and also vaccines are provided for a range of migrants by our partner organizations in the region. What is Okay, let me interrupt you here. Number one, I told you before she's a fucking liar, okay? He just told her that those things aren't happening. So my question is this, and where I would like to follow up with her is if what you're saying is true, if what she is saying is that the protocols for COVID and vaccines da, 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 are there, are these people refusing to get the vaccine? Are they refusing to get tested? And if so, why, if, if, if we as Americans are being threatened with our jobs, with our ability to go out to dinner, go grocery shopping or whatever the case may be, if we're being threatened and we have inalienable rights given to us by our founding fathers, right? Isn't that what the Constitution is? I, I know she doesn't know this because she's a dumb bitch. And I don't give a fuck that I just said that because whatever. She's a public figure. Fuck her. Okay? She's going to spread these lies and these rumors and this bullshit. Then whatever. My point is, is she's stupid. No. My point is, is that she's the rhetoric and the bullshit, if, if I, as an American citizen, and you, as an American citizen, are being threatened with your job, so on and so forth, then why in the hell aren't we threatening these illegal aliens? And I said illegal aliens because they didn't come through the proper channels to come into this country. They broke the law. Number one, they shouldn't even be given the option to be tested or not tested or COVID vaccined or not vaccine. They should be put on a fucking bus and taken right back to their damn house. And if they're from Haiti, they should be thrown on a fucking cargo plane and sent back to damn Haiti. Let's finish the clip. What's happening now is that as an, as I outlined yesterday, she stutters when she stutters, she lies. Individuals cannot be expelled under title 42. They are placed in removal proceedings as you referred to that may, uh, that may require them being pa placed in ice lies. Uh, detainment facility. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt this again. She's, she's reading. So I'm watching her eyes. She keeps looking down, right? So she's reading her answer to Ducey, which either means which I know for a fact they have to pre-administer um, pre, uh, questions to the press secretary. So she obviously already has an answer for him. Okay, When he surprises her with a question is when she either doesn't answer him or she smartasses him. She's, she obviously, either she doesn't believe what she's saying because she has to read it. If you know, what you, if you know your answer, you shouldn't have to read it. Or it may and you shouldn't require stutter. Being, them give, being given a notice to appear, uh, notice where to biometric appear. data and other data is taken. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of their transportation methods, I'd certainly point you to the Department of Homeland Security. Bitch, he's asking you the question. somebody say in uh, Laredo, Texas, or El Paso, or Tucson, Arizona, have to have their chance of catching COVID go up because hundreds of miles away, there's an open border? 
Well, there certainly is not an open border. Uh, we um, are continuing to roll that beautiful bean footage. immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border, and that includes uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding underneath. A final follow-up. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single and this is what, who say this that they are pregnant and that, that nobody actually has when you, to take when she answers this question right here. unless they want to. So are how, you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue, we think, at the border? I am not in charge of keeping the border secured. Do you, you think guys are. pregnant women are posing a big threat to the border? Financially, yes. Because they're coming here to deliver these babies on American soil and into our medical. We, are, I mean, allegedly our hospitals are booked full with COVID people. So now we're going to bring illegal aliens and have fucking babies on our dime. Because you know they don't have fucking health insurance. So who's paying for it? We are. Okay. So yes, it is a threat. It's not a terroristic threat. No, it is a financial threat. This whole situation is more of a financial threat than it is a terroristic threat. To the border communities? You is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. What I will note for you, Peter, is that, as I said earlier, there is a process. If people cannot be expelled under Title 42, uh, for a range of reasons, some of that is because countries they came from or other countries, including Mexico, may not be accepting families with children under the age of seven. They are placed in removal proceedings. Those removal proceedings require them to either go to a detention facility or require them to go uh, get a notice to appear and including providing their biometric data and otherwise so that they can be, uh, we can ensure Still we know where they the are question. and we can ensure we know uh, when they're going to come back. So that's what the process is. If there's a big outrage about no, pregnant women, I'm not, not tracking it. The issue is not about pregnant women. The issue is, is the border open or is the border closed? Because my understanding is that a lot of this is happening on this side of the border. I think you know the answer to that question, and I just conveyed clearly that we're implementing our border restrictions, including Title 42, including uh, making clear that people who are coming through irregular migration, uh, that it, this is not the time to come, uh, and they will be placed in removal proceedings. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I have another follow-up. Um, you didn't answer his fucking question. Is the border open or not? Because I've got footage of motherfuckers just crossing the river. And then we had uh, we had border patrol on horses. You guys lost your fucking shit because you guys thought you were whipping them. And it was, you know, reins on a horse. Have you ever rode a fucking horse? Have you ever rode anything? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> but, yeah. She's a lying sack of shit. I'm sorry to say that, that she is. I, I don't really mean to be mean about it, but I'm going to be mean about it because she uh, obviously is uh, spouting rhetoric that is what it is. You know, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? She is lying, and... um We've got to call her on her bullshit because enough is enough. And um, I don't know. The fact of the matter is, I don't know exactly how many um, uh, people are in the uh, the the room there, the the briefing room. 
But from from all accounts, he he is the only one that stands up and fucking says <laughs> says whatever, you know. And he, I, I think the thing that would piss me off if I were him and where I, I could never be, I, I you know, the funny thing is, I actually have press credentials. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oddly enough, could you imagine me being allowed? into the press briefing room to ask her any questions it would be a one and done guaranteed one and done i because i i i couldn't hold my tongue i just don't understand you know we've had some doozies of uh press secretaries in the past and and i'm not you know like kaylee McInerney McInerney and uh, Sean Spicer and uh, who was it? Uh, Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee. Um, I I get the um, every every you know they're gonna cover for their president, okay? Whether it's Trump's people or Obama's people or Bush's people or whatever, and they're gonna have a notebook and they're gonna have their tabs, and I get that. Um, it's self admittedly. I've told you guys in the past, I wasn't a big political person 20 years ago, okay? I was just, I was kind of like probably most of America where I just went about my daily life. Every two and four years, I voted, or I guess I should just say every two years, you voted for your local, you voted for your governors. You know, I did my duty in that situation, but never really paid much attention. I was a Republican, so I voted Republican. Now, who's the top person? I'll vote for that person. Okay, now, granted, since Obama's second term, I've started paying more attention. Okay, I, I also admitted to you guys a couple weeks ago that I am part of the problem as far as the sense of getting Obama elected. I did vote for him the first time because he spoke the bullshit and I believed everything because, once again, I didn't do a lot of, I didn't educate myself on who was running. My bad. Second time around, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, fuck you. I'm not voting for you. <laughs> uh, much, much to the chagrin of, uh, I think some of these people that voted for Biden, uh, that voted for Biden to not vote for Trump. Okay, you know Biden won. He got 81 million votes, whether they were legally gotten or not. Whatever, I would say that. There's probably a large percentage of those people. Okay, let's 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 go like this. Okay, so I don't know the exact number, so don't don't hold me to this. But I know he won 80, 81 million, whatever votes. Trump had what 73, 74 million votes. So quick math, that's what 155 million votes. Okay, so Biden had, if assuming those are the actual numbers. Um, What's that? 56, 60 percent, something like that. Between 50 and 60 percent of the, well, more than 50, obviously, right? So, so he had, six, let's just say 60 percent of the votes. Okay. So, if of eligible voting people, 60 percent of America said, that's our guy. Okay. I think it's safe to say that if his approval ratings at 42 percent last, last told, that 20% or so of those 60% fucked up. You know, I, I posted a, a, a video on, on our Facebook 
where it was uh, Trump answering the phone and it was Bradley Cooper from one of the movies he did where he's like, man, we fucked up. And it was like, you know, Biden voters, whatever. But my point is, is so let's say it's 20%. So 20 of the 20% of the 80 million realized, damn it, we fucked up. We should have, we should have either a not voted or voted for Trump. So, and let's just say if you're so pissed off that you hate Trump and you, his mean tweets, you can't stand and, you know, you know, he just says mean things, but gas was cheap. Food was cheap. Everything. I mean, not everything was cheap and it wasn't cheap like it was way back in the day, but it was cheaper than it is now. Eight months in, brother. Eight months, eight months and six days and shit's gone up 15%. Eight months. Okay. Not two years and eight months, eight months. I'll take a mean tweet all fucking day long. When Trump was president, that's all I used to hear. Yeah, man, I really like the things he said that he does, but I wish he was more presidential. Fuck that. He's one of us. He might be a billionaire. He's not me, obviously. He's a billionaire. But he talks like us. Okay? I can only imagine what Trump sounds like behind closed doors. That would be an interesting conversation, for, to say the least. To be a fly on a wall when he's talking to somebody off camera. That'd be great. Anyway, um, 20%. So that's 16 million votes. Right? That takes them down to, what, 65 million votes? So even if those people just didn't vote, not saying that they needed to vote for Trump, just didn't vote. I hate Trump. I'm not voting for him. Okay, cool. Uh, that gives him 65, gives him 73. We win. Okay? And we don't have to deal with this bullshit. Anyway, my point is, is any of the press secretaries that you have are going to lie. Or maybe not lie, but cover... The rhetoric of the president, whoever the president is. I've never seen one. I know uh, fucking Obama had one. And I, for the life of me, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But he was something else, too. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, but she really takes the cake. So this is <laughs> Ducey once again. All right. Ducey is a rock star. We need, to, we need to have a segment. Like I said, I need to think of that and maybe work up some music. Anyway. Um, so Ducey's going after Jen about, uh, Biden and why hasn't he personally visited the, uh, border? We got on a question from earlier in the week. Why hasn't president Biden ever visited the Southern border? What would you like him to do at the Southern border and what impact do you think that would have on the policies? Why doesn't he want to go? I don't think it's an issue of wanting to go. I think it's an issue of what's most constructive to address what we see as a challenging situation at the border in a broken immigration system. And his view is the most constructive role we can play is by helping to push immigration for, uh, reform forward, helping reform the broken policies of the last several years, uh, and listening to his team of advisors who have been to the border multiple times. Broken policies of years before. Um, let me... Let me ask another question what was wrong with the policies before because we didn't have this influx of fucking people coming across rivers and breaking into the country essentially once he started building that wall about what the path forward should look like so why is this the one crisis then that he thinks he can manage better from here without having seen it than going to the southern border and i can it? assure you the president is well aware of what the challenges are in our broken immigration system something he watched closely over the last four years okay uh is he because uh it was it was interesting um we, in talking about this clip um one of the things 
also was uh, whenever there's a hurricane or a fire or a tornado or some kind of natural uh, event, right, that isn't a cause of a person, right, he shows up. Like he was in Louisiana. He was in New York recently with the uh, hurricanes and whatnot, right? (laughs) The thing is about that is it's easy to show up when a hurricane or a tornado or whatever the case may be rips through a, a neighborhood or a city or state or whatever the case, it's easy to show up because you weren't the cause of said natural disaster, right? It wasn't Hurricane Joe Biden that came through and tore down the city, right? It was a hurricane. So he'll show up. What do we need to do? Do we need FEMA? What, what can I do? The federal government's at your assistance. You know, the typical rhetoric of the president. Okay. This is his doing. The reason he's not there is because he doesn't want to get, um, (laughs) whoa, that's interesting. He doesn't want to get into a, a shouting match with local authorities or whatever the case may be, because this is his doing. And if he was in Del Rio or wherever else, there's an issue with these people, you know, crossing in. Guarantee you the mayor or the sheriff or whoever down there, not so much the governor of Texas or Arizona or wherever. I'm talking about the local law, the local uh, enforcement would tell them, hey, four years ago, we didn't have this issue. It wasn't until you got into office that these issues started. It wasn't even this bad when your daddy Obama was running the shit. It was when your dumbass was running for president and said, oh, come on in. Borders open. I mean, fuck, people had T-shirts. Right? Didn't people have teachers? Hey, Biden said come or coming. You know? This is interesting. I just saw this on Twitter. Uh, Kamala Harris calls for an investigation into Biden administration of illegal Haitian immigrants. I'm going to play this real quick because I'm curious to hear what I haven't seen this. So this is going to be new to you and I. Let's check it out. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings. No, oh, here we go. It's the whip. Horrible. The whipping incidents, and, right? And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, but human beings should never be treated that way. And From Jack Posobiec. The whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy that has been about natural disasters and we really it's the first truth that uh, any politician has actually spoke but I'll let her continue we have to do a lot more to recognize that as a member and I got of the something Western to say Hemisphere, about that we've got to support some very basic I want to note that in this video she's outside with a mask on fully up. vaccinated uh, individual outside doing an interview with a mask on anyway what she said about Haiti as far as natural disasters and political disasters i mean shit so what was it july june or july their president was assassinated right and then just what a month a month or so ago they had an earthquake they've had a couple hurricanes i mean granted yeah i'll give you the natural disaster and the the political disaster that is going on in that country but i also say you know where's the where's the clinton foundation anyway um here's the thing if you live in a country Whatever country that is. I'm going to say Haiti, for example. Okay? And you you need to get out of that country because... And you want to come to America because of your... Obviously, it wouldn't be a situation of um, 
oh, it's a communist regime and we want to get out because America's great. It'd be more of a situation where our country is in shit because we've had earthquakes and we've had, um, you know, hurricanes and people are killing our president. I need to get the hell out of this country. Okay. Why in the hell did you go to South America and caravan up from Colombia or Brazil, wherever they've come from, up through Central America into Mexico, into Texas? Wouldn't the trip been a lot easier to go from Haiti to Florida? Yeah, obviously, I'm assuming you flew from Haiti to Brazil or wherever you went to, right? And if you didn't, if you took a raft or a boat or whatever the case is, either way, however you got from Haiti, which is an island in the Caribbean, okay, and you got down here to Brazil or, you know, Columbia or wherever you went to, and then walked your happy asses from there to fucking Texas, that's a hike, Boat drive, the boat travel from Haiti to wherever would have been just as long, if not shorter, to come from there to Florida. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, I just think it's interesting that the you know that goes back to the rhetoric of the the guys on the horses. It's oh slave, blah 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 blah. Okay, what about? New York, you know, I guess I shouldn't even ask this because they'll be like, yeah, it's true. We need to take the police off of horses too, right? Because don't they use horses in New York? You know, the police, the police in D.C. use, I mean, there's plenty of uh, police agencies across the country that use horses for crowd control, you know, because it gets them up higher. They can, they're more visible in the crowd. But no, no, they're now they're slave masters when they're doing that. So... Yeah, so, you know, it's looking at uh, different stuff on Kamala. I don't know if you guys saw this. So, um, I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday, The uh, she was supposed to be on The View. My favorite show, by the way. Not really. And uh, I don't know all the hosts. I know there's Joe, Joe Bay, what's her name, Joe Bayhart or whatever. So, I guess the four, there's four ladies or five, I don't know, whatever. So, they were, <laughs> I saw this on, on the news. They were doing, the four of them were talking about whatever. And the producer comes over, uh, we need uh, Sonny and Anna to leave leave the stage. So everyone's like, what the fuck? So they left. And uh, come to find out, they COVID test, I guess they COVID test before every episode. I don't know. And those two were deemed positive for uh, COVID. Now, Joe Behard goes on to say, well, don't worry about them. They're vaccinated up the wazoo, I think were her exact words. Okay, you're vaccinated, they're vaccinated, but they tested positive for COVID. It goes back to what I said before. Um, so what's the big deal? Okay, well, they were supposed to do that particular show. They were supposed to interview uh, Kamala Harris for whatever. For whatever reason, they were supposed to interview her. I have, have a clip here. I will play it. I, I don't know what the interview is, so it'll be... It'll be new to me also, but nonetheless, prior to that. So she was supposed to be on set doing this interview. So it was going to be the four ladies and Kamala in the middle, and they were going to talk to her about being a woman and being a vice president being great, and I'm sure it would have been a big suck-ass fest and whatever. My question is this. In the video, Kamala isn't there now. She's off camera. She's, I don't know, she's zooming in. I don't know if she's... My thing is this. I wonder... Let me, let me play the clip here and see what she has to say, because I, I have a theory on this. I just want to say, 
I hope that you're in a safe spot right now. We did everything we could to make sure that you were safe because we value you so much. Well, thank you, Joy, and to everyone. And listen, I, I, Sunny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine, but it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated and vaccines really make all the difference because otherwise yes. we would be concerned about hospitalization and worse. They are double vaccinated. Yeah. I just want to say... Good thing they're vaccinated. I think maybe if they're strong women and they're healthy women, then it wouldn't matter if they're vaccinated or not because obviously... Uh... Anyway, my point is this. I've seen people where people have been vaccinated get COVID and they still end up in the hospital. They still end up being sick. They might not be as sick as someone that doesn't have the vaccine, but they still have symptoms of a cold, okay? I don't think she ever intended on being physically there. She's locked away. She's in Biden's basement, I think, his old basement up in Delaware. I think there's more to this story that we're not hearing. Because in the middle, like, me and Chris were talking about this this morning at the gym, and I was like, it's funny because, like, in the middle of the show, you know, the producer comes through over the, you know, loudspeaker in the middle of the show and asks the two ladies to leave because they've tested positive. Well, like he said, well, isn't that something that they would do prior to the show? Like, like if, if, if it's a situation where you have to get COVID tested every day, which is stupid because you're vaccinated. Everyone there is vaccinated. Why the fuck would you need to be tested every day? So maybe this was a situation where the VP was going to be there. Therefore, everyone had to be vaccinated. Okay. That be that as it may. If, um, if that was the situation, wouldn't that still, uh, and we need everyone here by, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, to um, take your COVID test before the VP shows up and make sure you guys are all safe. Everyone's good to go. Um, wouldn't you gotten the result? I mean, shit, when I got COVID tested, I went to the doctor, and I think it was 20, 30 minutes. They come back, yep, you're, you're, you're positive. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Which, you know, of course, I felt fine, and it was no bubbles, no trouble, so I wasn't stressing it. But um, nonetheless, if she's vaccinated and they're vaccinated, and even if they tested positive, what the fuck does it matter? Anyway. I'm just, I am personally COVIDed out. And I, and I say this being a person from Florida who really hasn't had to deal with the bullshit the rest of you guys have. You know, we've got plenty of listeners in other states, you know, California. Um, and I appreciate you guys out there. You're, you're, you're actually my second most downloaded state, oddly enough, um, next to Florida. Um, and I appreciate you, you folks out there. And I, and I understand that you, you do this because you know, you want to spread the word and I can hope you continue to do so. And, uh, also Washington state, uh, I'm just naming states off the top of my head that I've seen on the, uh, on the breakdown that have been downloading this show. And I want to just give you guys a, before I continue on a great thank you, because understanding from California, Washington state, uh, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, uh, New York, New Jersey, well, I think I know who the New Jersey person is, Fred. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these, these, these blue states and shit, I got, you know, Belgium and Ireland and England and Thailand and you guys too. Great. Thanks. Keep on spreading the word. Keep on spreading that don't tread America word. And, uh, we just make this, make this podcast big and bad. Okay. One other thing I want to go into before I get out of here for the day. 
interesting article I saw, uh, and I don't know that anyone is talking about this or not talking about this, but it struck me as interesting when I saw this come across. This is from the Alabama Political Reporter. Okay, so I'm assuming, you know, Alabaman, Alabamian <laughs> uh, newspaper, uh, you know, so whatever. Nothing, it's not like it's the Wall Street Journal or whatever, but nonetheless. Biden removes Lee Greenwood from National Endowment for the Arts. Interesting, okay. So President Joseph R., where's my pudding, Biden, on Wednesday, removed country music singer-songwriter Lee Greenwood from the National Endowment for the Arts. Greenwood, who was foot blah 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 blah, Greenwood, who was first appointed by President George W. Bush in 2008, was reappointed to a six-year term by both President Barack Obama and Donald Trump. So Daddy Obama did it, but you couldn't anyway. You know, in a six-year appointment, I was appointed by Bush, by W. Um, told Fox and friends, so I served under his term also. Obama's term, and of course, President Trump. Uh, Greenwood's song is regularly played at Trump... And I think that's the key. Uh, Greenwood's song is regularly played at Trump campaign rallies. And then, as you know, uh, he used my song, God Bless the USA, which is... um, which is unilateral for me. Uh, Greenwood said, it is meant for all people, not just a a particular uh, political party. So hearing how the Biden administration and he cleaned house. So, you know, and, and he's fired a patriot. I was quite shocked to tell the truth. Uh, Greenwood said, I didn't get a phone call or a letter. It was just an email. So he, he didn't even have the respect to, um, to call the man. And my question is why? Okay. Obviously he was, he was nominated. He was put in this place by W and Obama didn't see a big deal. So whatever. And obviously Bush liked him, or not Bush, but uh, Trump liked him and uses his song. You know, it's a good song. You know, proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. It's a great song. And it's not like he said, it's not about, it's not like his song says, I'm proud to be a Republican, where at least I know this, that, and the other thing. You know, I mean, shit. Uh, it's a song of, of unity, not division. You know, unlike, you know, where we need to have two national anthems now for some of the NFL games. <sighs> uh, story for another day. Anyway, I just thought you guys would find that interesting that uh, as small of a position that that is, whatever whatever that job entails as far as being National Endowment of the Arts, why? I would say it's because Biden's stupid. Oh, because he uses the, um, you know, that Trump uses his song in his rallies and God forbid Trump's the evil bastard and, you know, we can't have any remnants of him left. But, you know, hopefully things will change in the next two years, three years. Anyway, on a one final note, I'm going to talk about something a little personal to me. Uh, and the qu- and what that is, is this podcast, uh, this is going to be episode number 54. Okay. Uh, was almost uh, the podcast, uh, the show that never happened. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was being an idiot on Friday and I was feeling some sort of way, you know, I was kind of having a crisp moment in the sense that, um, I feel like I'm not getting any interaction from you guys. So, uh, I was basically to the point where I was going to be like, I, I quit. 
quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> you know, and I was like, you know, I was really to the point where I was like, you know, I don't feel like that this this word's getting out. And I was just kind of like, I was, you know, I was just feeling, I did a little poll on Facebook, you know, like, who who on the, you know, we have 530-something uh, people on our, that follow our Don't Tread on America page on Facebook. So I was like, 530 people. So logically speaking, okay, if there's 530 people on this Don't Tread on America podcast Facebook page, right? And every podcast I post, I post it on there. Okay. Now, supposedly these are like-minded individuals. Okay. So I, even if I didn't get 530, you would think I'd get half, 200, 250, whatever download. So I'm thinking oh, per show, just having that page alone, I posted, hey, shows up, new shows up, hey, new shows up. Six people. <laughs> I said, by show of likes on this page, who listens to the podcast? Six people. Okay. Uh, for you, six people, I appreciate it. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. I had one lady on there say, I didn't even know there was a podcast. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You, you, uh, you like a page, you follow a page on Facebook that we've get a shit ton of interaction from. But none of you guys thought it was a fucking, and it says podcast, but anyway, so I was feeling some, some sort of way and I was thinking about stopping the show and the few people that I know listen to the show were giving me shit and, you know, there was a couple of guys from work and they were like, uh, sure, you know, I haven't really listened to the show since, since Chris quit. And I was kind of like, this is bullshit. You know, I put, I feel like I put out some good shit, you know, you know, I was, and I was like, no, this is bullshit. He quit the show. I mean, I, he says he hasn't, he's on a hiatus, but it's been a month. So whatever. Um, I didn't make him leave. And obviously, and then I started thinking about it. Well, shit, how do you know if you stop listening to it after, since Chris has left, you've obviously listened to it because it's not like the last show Chris did. Chris says, all right, guys, this is my last show. I'm out of here. I'll never be back. He never said that. We literally did a show. And then the following week, are we doing a show? And he's like, yeah. you know, and I was like, what the fuck? You know, and so it was kind of that situation. So, and I, I've done, I think, nine, nine shows, nine or ten shows since then. And it was, you know, so obviously these folks listened to the show. They realized Chris wasn't here. Anyway, so it was funny. I was reading, I read an article. I was, like I said, I was feeling some sort of way and I was going to quit. And that was that. And I'm out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> like I said, I'm just, I was being a, a, a baby. And uh, sorry, I was reading an article about uh podcasts and i was like uh, you know am i doing something wrong am i doing you know i never claimed to be a professional podcaster literally was something that me and chris decided to do we we chit chat on the phone on a on a regular basis and we, and we have some lively conversations and it was a situation where i was like i never really listened to podcasts me personally he always did and it was a situation where he was like, you know, I said, man, we should do a podcast. This should be, this could be a podcast, you know? So finally one day we decided to do the podcast and here we are. But, um, I never claimed my profession has nothing to do with using a computer, using a microphone or anything. So the fact that I'm able to record this, put it out on a regular basis, make a video, put that out on a regular basis is amazing. Trust me. When I tell you this, I'm telling you it is amazing. 
because <laughs> I don't know shit about shit when it comes to computers or anything else. That's why this these videos aren't on Rumble, because I still haven't figured that one out. But anyway, that could be my beautiful internet spectrum as far as uploading videos and whatnot. But nonetheless. So I read this article where it was talking about successful podcasts. And what's deemed a successful and not and whatever. And there's, I, I don't recall the numbers off the top of my head, but I think it said last year, tw in 2020, um, and this was last year, we started ours this year, um, over 5,000 podcasts were started. And I'm assuming that would have to do a lot with the, with the uh, pandemic. A lot of people were pissed off or felt some sort of way, or plus they were bored, you know, with lockdowns or whatever, and they started a podcast. So in reading this article, it was like, what do you deem... The successful. So most people that listen to podcasts, obviously the people that listen to me listen to me, but I'm sure people that listen to me also listen to more prevalent podcasts. And what I mean by that is uh, whether it's Rogan or Crowder or Bongino or uh, Glenn Beck or Tim Pool or, and I'm naming things that I listen to. So whatever. And I'm sure there's other podcasts. I've actually started listening to Jack uh, Posobiec. He started a podcast. But nonetheless, we know those names because those people are famous for other things, okay? <laughs> it's not like Glenn Beck started pod podcasting and now he's a huge podcaster. He started on TV. He was on CNN and Fox and whoever else. He's a name. People know him. I mean, Seth Rogen in this article, he didn't start. He started podcasting in 2009, okay? Well, it hasn't been until the last year or two that he's blown up and he signed that big contract with Spotify and so on and so forth. Great for him, but even in 09, he started podcasting. He was just a schmuck doing a podcast like I'm a schmuck doing a podcast, right? But even then, when he started his podcast, the Joe Rogan, whatever it's called, he, um, he was still Joe Rogan. He was still a TV actor. He was still a comedian. He was still doing UFC. He was still, people knew who the fuck he was, right? Um, Bongino, people know he's on Fox. People know who he is. Tim Pool, probably a lesser known name, worked his way up as a journalist and so on and so forth. Point being is, I was like, fuck it. I was kind of in a Chris mode. No one wants to interact. We're not getting any kind of whatever. And in this article, it's not about that. If you're getting the downloads, there's your interaction. There are people listening. I might not be getting 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 downloads, but it's a work in progress. And that's why every episode I, I implore you guys, I beg you guys to please, if you're listening to this, please share it with your friends. If you listen to me on Apple or Google or Podbean or Spotify or Amazon or iHeart or Stitcher or did I miss anything, um, we are on... The only platform I'm not on for whatever reason is Pandora. Don't ask me why I've submitted the thing, whatever. So if you're an Apple user and you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, number one, give me a five star. Thank you. Number two, if you tell your friends about it and he, and he or she are like, I got a, a Samsung and I'm on Google. That's cool. It's on Google Play. Go to Google Play. Search Don't Tread on America. Or download the Podbeam app or download Spotify or whatever. If you have Amazon Music on your phone because you got Amazon Prime, it's on there. So we're, we're basically everywhere to be heard. 
iHeartRadio. If you have the iHeartRadio app on your phone, I'm on there. Okay? So please, your friends have no excuse. I don't do long shows. This is a longer show, obviously, but if you could please help me out, spread the word. And uh, for that, I'm going to go ahead and put a lid on the day. My tapioca is getting warm, JK. But uh, one quick thing, I just want to thank our sponsors. Uh, don't forget uh, our original sponsor, the OG of the show, right? Smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. 20% off. Check them out. Also, we are brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. Check them out. Tell them DTOM sent you. And, uh, of course, our new sponsor, Redcon, Redcon 1. Click the link at the bottom, wherever you're listening to us on the podcast, or if you're watching us on YouTube, click the link. You'll go to the store, get 20% off. And uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, facebook.com backslash don't tread on America, uh, instagram.com backslash don't tread on America, and twitter.com backslash dtom underscore 1775. And uh, for that, I'm going to go ahead and give you a big fat sugar water, and it's uh, September 26, 2021. Quick note, one more thing uh, before I get out of here. Uh, the gentleman I was telling you about a couple weeks ago, uh, he has a podcast uh, he does on Rumble called The Freedom Variant. We, uh, Him and I are in communication. We are going to do a show on show within the next day or two. I don't know exactly if it's going to be tomorrow or Wednesday. But stay tuned for that, and uh, it should be interesting. I, other than in text messages, haven't really had much conversations with him. I've listened to some of his podcasts. Um, we are very much like-minded. Uh, it should be an interesting show, and hopefully it'll help him and help me. We'll pick up some new uh, subscribers, and he'll pick up some new subscribers, and we can continue to grow together and, and see where it goes from there. So... With that being said, I'll see you guys, or I won't see you. You'll see me if you're watching to me on YouTube, and you'll hear me, and I'll appreciate the downloads, and we'll talk again on uh, Wednesday, if not sooner. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you later.